Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Good morning, my entrepreneur friends across the rooted and fruited plain. It's the Flowerland Show live on your Saturday morning. Testing one, two, three. There we are. Good morning, Doug Christie. Good morning. Good morning. What was that all about? <laughs> Just making sure we're alive. Uh, engineer producer extraordinaire John Ilk at the controls. Already this morning, and uh, unfortunately, George Arthur not behind the glass. No. We're thinking about George. He's not feeling well, and so we'll be doing double duty this morning. Should be fun. Hang in there with us. Is that the word we're using for it, fun? Double duty and fun, yes. <laughs> okay. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's November. We're going to start that slide in temperatures, the November slide. We'll Do we talk- have to? Yeah. We'll talk to Ellen Baca about that here shortly. Uh, Going to give her a call, and we'll chat with her uh, because I have to admit that I was wrong. But we'll deal with See, that. In wait, a what few was months. that? What was Can that? Can you fudge it just a little bit and say maybe not quite correct or something? I said it once, and that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. You heard me, Christy. <laughs> it's it's on tape. I was. Oh, wrong. that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Nope. Uh, we still do tape. We do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know that there's a little recorder glued underneath the Goes desk? Round and- and <laughs> hey, take a look on Facebook this morning, Flowerland Show. A couple things there. One, uh, I posted a picture of myself with uh, Taylor Swift. We're kicking off the Christmas season and then all uh, in the studio. And then also um, a picture of, uh, well, two weeks ago, we gave away an early Christmas gift. It was a chipmunk trap. It was Chef Mix homemade chipmunk trap and the winner doug not mm-hmm, this doug mm-hmm. seated next who to played me, with it constantly while we were on the air but a listener doug it worked <laughs> caught a chipmunk and i posted his picture right there at flowerland show take a look that chipmunk that poor little lovable fuzzball looks terrified inside that trap like he just spotted christy if it was a rat you'd be like oh that thing's horrible it's disease it's nasty they're a glorified rat. That's all they are. And I put a picture of a cute Christine. It's too early for that. It's too if you early. use the right kind of ammunition, they vaporize. So <laughs> I posted a picture of a cute, lovable little chipmunk there. Also, Flowerland show. Take a look at it and see if you agree with me. Those things are so cute. Six one until they're running in your garage and into your shoes, and you know. Well, then they're a nuisance. I, I'm going to start trapping the live. I'm going to live trap chipmunks instead of killing them from now on, bring and then I'm going to bring it to Rick's house. Yeah. They got to do something because I know where he lives. They they have to have some fun too. Um, Put them in through the dryer vent. Oh, that would be awesome. Let's see. Uh, okay, then 
Uh, trying to think. Oh, word of the day today. We'll have word of the day. I got a word for you. <laughs> <laughs> you usually do. I've got a. I've got an outstanding word today uh, that I'm going to share with you. That should be. Uh, that should be good. We'll also talk about leaves. We are about to see uh, the bounty and the beauty. Money does grow on trees. Of the leaves starting to come off. Does it seem I, I wish late. they would hurry up and come off the trees. Yeah, you were saying that, Doug. Uh, high, you, know, you know, in our loft up here, nine floors up, uh, we look out the west window out towards uh, the beautiful west yes. side of Grand yeah. Rapids. Yeah. And uh, you're right. It feels like the trees are late this year. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just normal. But maybe as we age and we think we need to have this thing cleaned up, this raking cleaned up, and I'm saying, mm. wow, when are they going to come down? I'm not buying the aging I'm, theory. I'm, I'm used to my oaks not dropping their leaves till like right. the following spring, but my maples and my sycamores aren't dropping them either. Some are still green. I know. That's something. But it's beautiful. I mean, this past week, it is gorgeous. The if colors. We, if we are had gorgeous. sun, and if you head, if you head towards the lakeshore like I did last night, uh, the the word would be rust. That's what it looks like. The landscape looks rusty because of the, I don't know predominance of oak trees but just gorgeous yep and then when the sun shines it's like wow this is like man, when did that happen gorgeous <laughs> oh it happened a few times this past year. there I is the uh, i haven't seen much of it there's the s word in the forecast so yeah and it's not sun it's, it's a four-letter s word <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to alan about that alan baca here in a few moments uh so our number on the flower land show is 616 774 Four twenty-four twenty-four. 24. That's it. 616-774-2424. Yep. Se- Thank you, John. 616-774-2424. Good morning. And uh, we'll try and juggle the phone lines with what we do in here, which isn't much. What's Christy drinking over there? I don't know. It's probably the third one, whatever it is. Yeah. Actually, it's only my second. Only That's the problem. your second. And oh. it's half gone. It's well, not not quite. You only see the class as half empty. I see this as a little over half full. <laughs> All right. So we've got a lot to cover with you. Plus, uh, this coming week, uh, Friday night, big party out at the Alpine Flowerland. Going to put the tuxedos on and have a big party. Yeah, there will be a disco ball there, too, on the ceiling. It's going to be fun. And Doug's going to dance. I think I'm coming down with a cold. Mingle tingle, an evening of lights. I have an excuse. Check you know, it out. It, can I use it? I don't think it'll work for you. <laughs> you guys will be there. All right, quick break. Cultivate a little commerce. Uh, we'll see if we can get Ellen Baca on the line here next. On the Flowerland Show, we'll, we'll talk about your winter weather forecast and compare hers to mine. That's next here on the Flowerland Show. Stay tuned. Even after 25 years, they've gathered very little moss. This is the 25th anniversary of the Flowerland Garden Show, live on Wood Radio. All right, I just wet my plants. It's the Flowerland Show. Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. 18 minutes past the uh, top of the hour here on News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. With us on the uh, live line is uh, Storm Team 8 meteorologist Ellen Baca, and uh, we're going to talk winter weather here for a moment. Ellen, good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to have you on the show. You know, uh, Ellen, I have to admit that on this show, on Wood Radio, for the last two months, 
I have been telling my listeners that we're going to have an El Nino winter. It's going to be warm and balmy. Don't pack away the shorts. <laughs> and I just was brokenhearted when I watched <laughs> your Facebook Live this week. I'm so sorry. So uh, we have two meteorologists specifically on our team that are exceptional mm-hmm. at the distance forecasting at those like um, big long long range forecasts. So they didn't just look at the the fact that it's going to be an El Nino, but the fact that it's going to be likely a weak to moderate El Nino. And in addition to that, they looked at the placement of the El Nino. So El Nino just talks about the water temperatures in the Pacific, uh, on the equator, near South America. And the placement of that warm water is shifted a bit. And so it's called a Madoki El Nino. And usually about 63% of the time when we have a Madoki El Nino or when we have a weak to moderate El Nino, it actually gives us a little bit of a colder winter. So it's Uh so interesting when you dive even farther in sometimes how those variables can change the (laughs) forecast. So uh, we're leaning towards a little colder than average, a little snowier than average. Oh, my. Average is usually like 75 inches of snow, so closer to about maybe like 85, 90 inches, definitely a possibility. And then when things are all said and done, probably uh, one to two degrees colder than average once the winter is done. Oh, mm. Ellen, Ellen, you know, <laughs> you are you are a wonderful professional meteorologist. I'm a meteorologist, and so my science is not as good as yours but I'll tell you one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One thing this past week, you introduced me to that Madoki character. <laughs> That was not on my radar. I mean, I know my good friend El Nino, but Madoki. Oh, so that's like a different breed. He's a different breed. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, plus you and and Bill and Matt were saying that there's already a fair amount of snow up in Canada, too. Absolutely. So the ice in Hudson Bay is already like uh, a week ahead of schedule, Um, already about a 3% ice, the last update that we saw, which is a few days ago. Um, And that's where that cold air is being manufactured. It's up in Eurasia. It's up in Canada. So we look for a lot of different variables when it comes to like what we're going to see in West Michigan. And one of them is, is the cold air there? And with the snow already forming and the ice already forming, that shows us it's there and it's already starting that positive feedback cycle, which generates more cold and more snow. The second thing we look for is the storm track, because if that storm track kicks all that cold air and keeps it up to the north, we never see it. But because we have that cold air with the Eurasian snow and because we have things like the Madoki El Nino and some other warm pockets of water in different locations like near the Gulf of Alaska, we're pretty confident that the storm track should drop down over West Michigan and give us more times than not some of those really cold blasts. So like every winter, we're going to see some thaws. Like every winter, we're going to see a few good winter storms. But I think, again, when all things are said and done, it's going to be a good lake effect year and just a little snowier than usual. We're talking to Storm Team 8 meteorologist Ellen Baca. Ellen, yeah, that's my frustration. Uh, First of all, in the studio, we were talking today about the fact that it seems like the leaves are staying on the trees longer. It's beautiful outside right now with a wet October. But that 
that jet stream. Drives me crazy. You take out the jet stream map, and they get that mountain over Seattle where they pull up warm air. My friends out there get to enjoy that. And then we get that dip in our area, and it looks it looks like that's going to happen again. And I'm like, what can we do to change that jet stream? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, what can we do? There, there are a lot of things that influence the jet stream. That's why this is, um, when we do seasonal forecasting, you have to say, Okay, what are the things that are going to come together that will pin the jet stream in a certain spot more times than not? And so you got all these things going on all over the world. Like the El Nino, the Enso is just one of many, many factors. It's an overarching one. But we also look at like the North American Oscillation. If you get um, a negative phase, then it drops down and it gives us cold air. That's something that we're going to see here over the next week. That's one of the reasons why we're going to be seeing cooler air. It drops that jet stream. So really the biggest thing... We have to watch for this season is what's upstream of us. And like you said, if you start to see that big ridge of warm air out to the west, yeah. that usually means it's going to launch that cold air down over the Great Lakes. Oh, boy. All right. Well, as a meteorologist, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Thank goodness <laughs> obviously, <there's> a professional <laughs> meteorologist like you, Ellen. And I guess I'm just going to have to accept that fact. Get over it. And get the snow, uh, get my snowblower fixed. Yep. So yeah, okay. yeah. I would say don't pack it away, and no problem. I'm going to come to you with all of the plant advice I need. So as long as we have this uh, <laughs> nice agreement, I think all things are good. We'll keep that agreement, <laughs> Ellen. Wonderful. Hey, have a wonderful Saturday. Thanks for joining us on the Flowerland Show. We appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Thanks, Ellen. Ellen Baca, Storm Team Eight Meteorologist. Uh, so Doug Christie, there is my public. Um, uh, tapping your little ruby red slippers together and saying to that we're going right to have a, a warm winter. It did not work, did it? He was wishing. I know. Oh. That's why I said he tapped his little ruby red slippers together. There there are warm waters out in the Pacific, so I was convinced. But then that doggone <laughs> jet stream always messes things up. So it's Canada's fault is what you're saying. <laughs> and so the odds are we may see more snow than last year and cold. I can't believe this. Could we have just one or the other, but not both? I need to move you know? to Seattle. Well, the problem That's is if you get cold to... without snow, all the plants are going to die. Now, you know if I move to Seattle, It'll what pour the There you go. Gonna... There you go. We'll help you move. What day do <laughs> you want to pack? Oh, my. Oh, well, anyhow, so there you have it. And and this Madoki character, Okie Doki Madoki, yeah, El Nino. fond of him, are you? So water temperatures off the coast of South America have an impact on our jet stream. And when they're warmer than usual along the equator, it's an El Nino. Uh, but water temperatures there, I guess they're having an I- impact, and they're calling it a Madoki. A Madoki. A Madoki El Nino. So the pocket of warmest water along the equator also looks like it will be farther away from South America. And when that happens, it's known as a Madoki El Nino. Mm. So there you go. I gave you a education. Yep. Goodness. In the end, Yippee. you've been wrong the last two months. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's time to prepare our landscapes for uh, winter. Our number is 616-774-2424. Give us a call here on the Flowerland Show. We're going to talk you through that today because today, this weekend, would be a great time to prepare your landscape for winter. Or if there are some plants to move in the landscape or some bulbs to plant or that sort of thing, a perfect weekend for that. Well, and I was hearing today we'll is a better day than tomorrow is what, you know. Yeah. 
listening yep. to some of the uh, customers we had. We're going to get out there and we're going to rake some leaves. We're going to do some pruning of perennials because it sounds like tomorrow might be a little bit wetter. Yeah. And um, we're going to uh, deal with the chipmunk issue today. Uh, and in addition to that, as I've always said, money grows on trees. And um, just like the chapter in my book, I just wet my plants. Here comes plant clause. This is the time right now. Right now, when you can collect up these leaves, compost, prepare your garden for next year, it's ideal. These leaves have a lot of nutrient value, add tilth to the soil. So you have an opportunity this weekend to collect up. How come I don't feel that when I'm raking them? Free money. Free money. <laughs> well, plus, you get, Doug, you're getting fresh air and exercise in oh, the process, okay. too. Oh, yeah. So it's all just... Bonus time. I can tell you're really excited about that, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook, too. The uh, the chipmunk that uh, has visions of Christy dancing in his head. The post, uh, the picture is posted there on Facebook, Flowerland Show. Take a look at that. The, uh, the winner, uh, Doug, uh, one of our listeners, uh, found that that chipmunk trap actually works. And evidence is posted there on Facebook. Uh, along with my tribute to the kickoff of the holiday Christmas season. Like it or not, it has uh, begun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, we just yes. skipped Thanksgiving oh, altogether. Oh. We went from Halloween to Christmas. <laughs> and you can uh, join us for that Mingle Tingle uh, this coming Friday night at our Alpine Flowerland, November 9th, from 6 to 9 uh, p.m. You might, you know, I mean, you might find it rather fun and our friends of art of the table will be there serving a glass of wine and you can wander about and say hi to rick doug christie i'm gonna hide in the corner behind doug's tuxedo (laughs) (laughs) it'll hang there well it'll hang there well (laughs) all right we'll take a break here cultivate a little commerce get you updated on the news our number right now would be a good time to call 616-774-2424 it's two fun guys in a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Rick, Doug, Christie. Stay tuned. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Now more of Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show. And when push comes to shovel, we're here for you. The Flowerland Show. Rick Weiss here, Doug Christie, seated alongside two fun guys in a crackpot. On your Saturday morning, engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls. Let's go to the phone lines. By the way, our number is 616. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Six seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Here on the Flowerland Show, let's start with Bill in Wyoming this morning. And Bill, I want to know from you: uh, Do you like winter weather? Uh, yeah, not so much anymore. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's not a bad thing, but uh, I prefer the the warmer months, no doubt. I ride a motorcycle quite often, so oh. uh, I really really like that. Yeah, so motorcycle season's about over, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's about time I just put the uh, fuel stabilizer in it the other day. So. Wow. Yeah. So do you have the uh, do you have the slide all uh, greased up and ready to go? Let's see. You're in Wyoming, so you'd go to Pinery Park, right? Uh, that's correct. Or um, there's also the Armory there, forty uh, fourth between Burlingame and Clyde Park. Oh which yeah, is a nice place to go. Also. Yeah, Doug. Do you take the grandkids sliding? <laughs> I they do, like but I, you know, it hurts when you go down there now. You know, it didn't when we were little, you know, but it hurts a lot more. Doug, you're supposed to go down on a sled. <laughs> yeah, you start there, but it doesn't end up on the bottom, you know. Hey, Come down, the sled goes right past you. Work. Yeah, that's right. Well, be safe out there, Bill. Enjoy your winter. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Vicki in Hudsonville next. Vicki, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I have a question. Um, we redid all our landscaping this year, and I'm wondering what of my perennials will benefit, like cut up leaves put around them. I've got a lot of hydrangeas, I've got a holly, got a butterfly bush, okay. and um, I'm doing leaves and mulching them up, and I'm just wondering, does it benefit everything or not necessarily? Sure. Now, when you say mulching them up, are you talking about grinding them up with a lawnmower? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's smart, Vicky. That speeds up that decomposition process. Uh, and leaves have an element of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash in them. So the answer to your question would be all would benefit. Number one, okay. it's, uh, it's natural organic material. And number two, uh, there is a, a nutrient value. So, uh, Doug, Christy, I would encourage Vicky to do I that. I would encourage as listening. long as it doesn't get too thick. Yeah, do you have bark in your beds as well? Is it a bark? I do. Yeah, so you got to be a little bit careful there because it, okay. you know, they don't play well together. Um, okay, should I is there only like should I only do like a couple inches and should I kind of you know, grind it in there with the bark or yeah, So what I do a lot of times is I leave that for my last cleanup, okay? Even if maybe okay. a spring cleanup. I don't I don't bring extra into those beds. Okay. Okay. I kind of let the mother nature do the thing because what well, a lot of times in the spring is you actually want to blow those back out anyways. Okay. Because you put a lot of times people put another layer of mulch on, right. you know, clean that up a little bit. So, um, yeah, 
Like but, Rick says, it's great for organic matter. It's great for the insulation value. A lot of people grind them into the turf. Yep, yep. But okay. uh, sometimes you do put you do peel them back off in the spring, and then you add more bark. Perfect. So for, putting uh, mounds around it is not a good idea. Then you've not already got bark. that with some of the the bark mulch. Yeah. You could, okay. You could do that okay. with roses, and of course, remember for vegetable gardens, flower beds, it's perfect to incorporate in the soil. And if you want to create a new flower bed, you can go to thankyouverymulch.com, uh, click on the blog there, and I'll talk you through it. It's uh, passive lasagna composting. Uh, take a look at that also at thankyouverymulch.com. I have done that twice already, and it Wonder. works great. Isn't it great? Yes, it's, good it's very good. And then I have one other quick question. A couple of my hydrangea bushes are in areas where they're going to get a lot of snow on them. Do I need to put up like some type of board or something to protect them, or isn't that necessary? Are they near a roof edge? Yes, yes. That's the only area where you start to run into a few problems, because if you get ice, uh, they can do some damage to the plants. If they're, just, if they're further removed from the edge of the roof, then uh, the snow's great because it's insulation. Yeah, but typically, oh, okay. typically, if if Mother Nature is laying the snow down by itself, it's not going to be a problem. It's when right. we start to throw it on exactly the snowblower okay. or we shovel it, or you get a sunny day and it all slides off the roof in a big pile all over. Yeah, but as, but as a rule, okay. I mean, mine are also in the drip line or just in front of the yeah. drip line, and I've never had a problem with it. And if I have a few bur- broken limbs, who cares? We'll clean those okay. up in the spring. All right. Or okay. if you're like me, someone who likes to use the roof rake. The roof rake would be a problem. Roof rake. <laughs> yeah, yes. we don't do that. Oh, okay. No, but I All do right. have corners where the it, the snow kind of piles, so yeah. I'll just have to be careful of that then. There you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Vicki. Appreciate that. Okay, you want to play uh, roulette here, John, and, and we just pick up this call? Let's do that a minute. Let's just pick up a random call here. Good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. This who is who is this? Gina. Yep. And Gina, um, where are you? Gina, where are you calling from? Um, I'm from Grand Rapids. Oh, wonderful! All right, what's on your mind this morning? Well, I have another hydrangea question. Alrighty. Um, I have uh, the endless summer hydrangeas that turn blue or pink or amazing other colors, and my question is. It seems like they grow up really big, but the flowers seem to be hidden in the leaves. Is it how I'm trimming them in the winter or, you know, when I cut them back? Or how can I have the flowers more exposed, I guess? I think think that that is a, a common occurrence and not necessarily something that Gina's doing wrong. It's the plant. It blooms on old and new wood, uh, Gina, and I. my guess, I would surmise that that's the issue. I have seen that also, and I don't think it's anything you're doing wrong. Okay. But if you're trimming them back in the fall, you may want to want to hold off on that for a season and trim them back right after they get done flowering earlier in the season because you might be trimming the flowers off on your old wood blooms. You're still getting the new wood blooms, but you're not getting the old wood blooms. Yeah, so what, hap- what happens is you have last year's growth, and that sets a bud, and then you have new growth, and that's where the leaf comes out, and then on top of that, you have another bud. Like Rick says, it blooms on new and old wood. And so what happened, like this year, I think, is you've seen more growth underneath the leaves and on top of the leaves. There are better varieties as they continue to breed these plants, and one of them is uh, Endless Summer Bloomstruck. 
and that would be one that would actually have a parent that has red stems, but it stands a little higher, and it's able to bloom better for you. So, um, But that is the original's problem, that it does get a lot of foliage, and it's nice but it does cover up some of the flowers, and you don't have as many on top is what we see. So so my suggestion would be to try – I agree completely. So my suggestion would be to try a few additional varieties because there's great varieties out there to try in addition to Endless Summer. Well, Endless Summer okay. is a, a family, and then in that family you have many different, you know, uh, Blushing Bride, Bloomstruck, Endless Summer Original – um, so uh-huh. you do have other options even in that family. And they're going to come out with a red this year. So uh, we'll have another one to uh, reintroduce this this year. So, But, okay. again, that is one of the problems with endless summer. Um, continue to live with it. But a lot of times you have just so many flowers on top of the leaves, it's not a problem. But you will have seasons of, of more foliage than flowers, or at least okay. hidden ones. Okay. I have one other question. I planted some grapes this year, and uh, I got a few. Um, and so I was wondering, how do you trim those back, and what do you do? Well, and a lot of times, are you training them on a, some sort of trellis or arbor or, or an elliptical or yeah, something? Yeah, I've got a I've got a fence that they're growing up on. It's an aluminum fence, and so I've got them up, kind of wound around the top. Okay. Um, basically, we we trim to control and train, so that's what you're looking for. All right. So yeah. to just in other words, maintaining a main mm-hmm. maintaining a main stem on grapes, mm-hmm. and then pruning back hard so that there are just a few buds left on lateral canes, and that will that will help uh, that will help you produce grapes for next season. So, and many times you'll see that work done in uh, in vineyards uh, during the month of March. Yeah, early March. spring before the plants okay. have no foliage. Dormant. Yeah, no right. foliage. But you don't have any trimming to is fight. the key. Yeah. Yeah, pruning okay. is the key. As a matter of fact, I do a little research. Uh, Google that also. Do a little research because it is key. Okay, but All right. not till March. Okay. Uh, you can right. do prune pretty hard. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. A big thank you very much to Carmen. She sends a beautiful picture of a tree in color there. Uh, I'm not quite sure where Carmen's at, but what a gorgeous uh, old tree. She loves that tree. Sends us a picture. Thank you very much, Carmen. And I would agree the colors right now are simply amazing. And then Jerry, a big shout out from Muskegon. The sun is making our oak trees look simply amazing this morning. Great show. Never miss it. Thank must, you. Must do uh, did that about 10 minutes ago because the sun's back it's gone again, so yeah. Well, maybe it's yeah. shining on the lake shore. But ain't it cool how some of these trees, you know, perform early, and then as we get later and later, then sugar maples are now out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the Reuben varieties are pretty much done. The red, you know, and it's kind of cool how that all works out. Well, and we get uh, bonus time, you know, for people who don't like the stinky flowers of ornamental pear in spring. Boy, do they put on a show in November. They make it worthwhile. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Speaking of stinky stink bugs. Oh, They're I everywhere. Gonna, I thought you were going to say something. I, one of the I thought you were going to say something about Rick. <laughs> no, he smells pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stink bugs, yeah, stink they are bugs. everywhere. What's the world? But it's know? very pocketed, I will tell you that, because we have people who have seen one or two, and that's it. We have people who just... Have them everywhere. Like you said, they're just swarming. And a reminder to our listeners as a public service message that uh, many stink bugs find their way inside the home via Christmas decorations. So as you dig out those Christmas decorations and ho, 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 
Check them out outside first before you bring them. Stink bugs inside. are the new cockroach. <laughs> we'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show, 616-774-2424. We'll cultivate a little commerce and then get back to more of your calls. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Celebrating 25 years of compelling stock radio, you're hearing the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. Dirty job. Uh, Somebody's got to do it. It's the Flowerland Show. We're thinking of our uh, good friend, uh, George Arthur. Usually it's George behind the glass and... uh, George, we'll uh, put Christy behind the glass. Yeah, she's behind the glass right now trying to figure out how to operate the phone. So hang in there with us if you're calling into the show. We're running back and forth between the uh, producer's booth and uh, and the studio here, lining up phone calls on the Flowerland Show. Or if we put you on hold, just hang on and we'll get to you here. We'll we'll do some more roulette today with our engineer producer it's always extraordinaire. Fun. It's like, you know... John Ilk. Yeah, yeah. Who's doing a great job over there. Uh, and and we appreciate him because we could not do this show without him. 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. And uh, want to, uh, before we go back to the phone lines, let me just mention uh, this past week was uh, National Authors Day. And I just wanted to say a big thank you very much to everybody who supported me in writing this book. I'm working on book number two right now. And uh, just appreciate the support with the book. And if you're interested in picking up a copy, it makes a great Christmas uh, stocking stuffer. You can pick it up at Flowerland, Schuler Books and Music, or order it at thankyouverymulch.com. To the phone lines we go. Ken in Moline is up next. Ken, good morning to you. Hello, Ken. Whoops. Hi, Ken. My wife has a lilac bush, and I was wondering how much... uh... I can trim that thing down, and there's a lot of shoots coming up out of the ground. Yeah. And what should I do with that thing? Leave well, it alone. Yeah, probably. You Did it bloom for you last spring, Ken? Yes. And do you see buds on it right now? Oh, I suppose so. I haven't been out there looking at it just like I said this morning, you know. Okay. Why, do, why do you want to trim it? Well, it's, it's, I thought that was supposed to be good for them to trim them down and then get some new growth. Sure, sure. So after they bloom next spring... That's the best time to prune those. Okay. All right. Yeah. So typically, it, we want to get done with pruning with spring flowering plants by late summer. Because if you prune it now, you're going to cut off next spring's flowers. Okay. It seems like uh, it seems like there's a couple of different colors that are on this thing, and it cool. Uh, it, it smells real nice when you get some, but then it seems like some years it's not very good, and other years it's it's better. And that's yeah, why so, I was kind of thinking if we had some new growth there, it'd be nice. So the key, Ken, is rejuvenation. So the point is, if you pruned it now, you won't kill the plant, but you will remove next spring's blooms. So Doug is correct in that your best bet would be to prune right after blooming next spring. One thing you could do right now is you could feed the plant at the base, and that might help also with blooming in a good healthy plant and help rejuvenate for next year. Christy, we could put some flower tone at the base right now because the soil's still warm. Correct, and that will still work down into the soil. It works on bacterial activity, so the soil's still warm. It'll be great. 
You said what kind? Is some kind of fertilizer? We get that at uh, at Flowerland. Flower yes, oh, yeah. thank you very much. Flower tone, and you could get that at Flowerland. Real good. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ken. Appreciate that. Let's play Flowerland show phone roulette and pick let's, one. Pick one. Let's try number three there, uh, John, and see who's on the line. Maybe it's Santa Claus. Good morning. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, you are live on the air here on the Flowerland Show. It's Rick here. What's your name? This is Lisa from Grand Haven. Lisa from Grand Haven. How are you, Lisa? Good, how are you? Good, good. What would you like to talk about today? I have a question on some pompous grass that I have inherited about two and a half weeks ago. I dug it out and brought it to my house. A wonderful friend donated it to me. And it's been in the ground about two and a half weeks. Okay. Now, can I go ahead and just trim that off across, and how high do I do it? How does it look right now? It's probably... I mean, does it look I nice? say about waist high. Uh-huh. It's very full. The okay. plume was probably at least seven feet tall. Wow. Yeah, so maybe it's uh, Erianthus, could be Miscanthus, uh, but regardless... Uh, kudos to your friend for sharing. That's nice. And uh, generally what I'll do with ornamental grasses is I'll just leave them on at this time of the year because they're pretty. And then when we get to early spring, uh, we cut them back just above the ground because they're herbaceous. They're like a perennial where they die back to the ground in winter. So you could prune it uh, to just above the ground right now if you wanted to, but I'd suggest you just enjoy it. They look awesome when the frost is on them in the morning when we get into that point of the year where you get frost yeah. and stuff. They're yeah, beautiful. They glisten. You know, once you get a couple snowfalls, I prune mine at that point. Oh, yeah, because then they kind of fall over. They're broken up, yeah. <laughs> so the answer... Uh, yeah, the plume is like, you know, all crunched over and laying on, because I had to crunch it down to get it in my car. But um... <laughs> Oh, there we go. So, Lisa, you could prune it back anytime between now and late March, early April. Oh, okay. All right. And we just leave a little stubble uh, above the ground. So, you know, cut it back just uh, just above the ground, and you'll see new growth come up once the, the weather warms up next May or April. Okay. Not, and not just kudos to your friend for sharing. Kudos to your friend for figuring out how to chip off a piece of an ornamental grass to give to you. <laughs> well, I cut the whole plant right out. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that, it was a job, but I got them out of there. Whoa. And um, so, how how tall should I trim them back to? Just cut them like just four inches, a, six inches, just, just like a two, few cut just a couple inches. If you can, about thumb high. If yeah. you stick your thumb oh, okay. out and cut them back that far, you'll be good. Christy burns okay. them back with a can of Aquanet, Aquanet and, a lighter. and a lighter. I just burn them back, but you got to make sure you have a hose there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I oh. use a can of Aquanet hairspray and a lighter. It's like a blowtorch, and it just burns all that dead stuff off. <laughs> Thanks for your oh. call, Lisa. Enjoy your weekend. We're at the top of the hour, another hour of the Flowerland Show coming your way. Rick, Doug, Christy on yours. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Saturday morning. Stay tuned. The news is next. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 at 1069 FM. Tonight we All right, my entrepreneur friends across the fruited and rooted plains, second hour of the Flowerland Show. Thank you very much for tuning us in. Rick, Doug, Christie, two fun guys in a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk at the controls here on the Flowerland Show. Make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Lots of info there for you, including how you can sign up for Mingle Tingle, an evening of lights coming up Friday night at our Alpine Flowerland and a week from Friday at our Kentwood Flowerland. Love to see you there. 616-774-2424 is our number. Look for us, Flowerland Show, on Facebook. Cute little chipmunk there posted a picture of myself and Taylor Swift in the studio celebrating the onset of the Happy Holidays Christmas time period. And then in addition to that, uh, a video. I posted a video this week. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to watch the video, go to thankyouverymulch.com and click on blog. So thankyouverymulch.com, click on blog. What I did was I put together holiday window boxes using natural materials from the yard, pine and yews and juniper, dogwood, uh, It wasn't from his branches. yard, but from the yard. <laughs> yeah, I go to people's yards and clip them out. Sometimes and he I even asks if he can have them. Sometimes beautiful. he asks, not always. <laughs> these beautiful window boxes. You can do it, too, and enjoy them from November through March. Check out that video. You go to thankyouverymulch.com, click on blog, and you can watch that YouTube video, Holiday Natural window boxes he waits till the neighbors leave for florida and then they come back and think the pruning fairies took care of everything <laughs> all right use your two lips and speak to me 616-774-2424 we'll go to the phone lines and cynthia in ada is next cynthia good morning you're on the Flowerland show Good morning to you, even though it's a little chilly for me. It is a little chilly, Cynthia. Uh, you know, I'm a hot weather summer kind of guy, so this is rough for me, but I try to stay positive. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So what's on your mind this morning, Cynthia? 
I have two questions. Okay. The most important one I think is, uh, can I still fertilize my, do fall fertilizer for my lawn? Yes, you can. The ground is, the soil itself is still very warm. The roots are still storing carbohydrates and feeding heavily. This is actually a great time. Um, Rick and I have discussed this multiple times, and Doug, too. A lot of times we end up doing it around Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, good. Good. And my other question is, I have two miniature roses, and they're in pots. They're uh, about 12, 16-inch pots, so they're kind of small. And can I uh, put those in my garage for the winter? So you had them like out on the front porch or on the deck uh, yes. this year, Cynthia? I've had I've had them outside. How long have you had these plants? Oh, um, how many years? Uh, no, well, this is the first year. Okay, okay. Generally, over winter, we recommend to people not to leave plants in pots above ground because many times we'll lose the roots uh, during winter time. However. Uh, you could put it in a protected shelter over winter. What do you think, Doug? Generally, when push comes to shovel, Cynthia, what I like to do is pull them out of the ground and or pull them out of the pot and plant them in the ground for winter, or even leave them in the pot if it's not a decorative pot and sink it pot and, and just all. Just sink it a pot, no. Right. Generally, it's, the larger pots that uh, we can't sink, we'll move those in the garage or up against the the warmest uh, wall in the garage. But you know, there's so much uh, flex. In temperature in the garage, um, that it's really uh, well, be- my, my garage freezes. Yeah, we yeah, don't. I know, and that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, the change. Well, yeah, the, the soil in the pots freezes, and the roots don't survive that. It has to be sunk deeper into the ground to be protected and insulated. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. you know what some people will do is they'll you know get some bags of bark or bags of soil and, and nest it around in the garage, but. Best, it's best to put it outside and, and just let ground. Mother Nature and let the snow cover it and, and do, the, oh. yeah, in the ground. Okay. That's I'll what I that. would prefer, especially with roses. Okay, I'll do that then. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very mm-hmm. much, Cynthia. Appreciate that. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. We're going to talk to uh, Barb in Grand Rapids next. Barb, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I appreciate your show. I'm always learning. Thank you very much. So are we. We're making it up as we go, Barb. There you go. (laughs) I have moved into a home that has nine burning bushes. The neighbor's bushes are vivid, bright red. Mm -hmm. Mine are kind of rusty burgundy. Ah. What do I need to do to make them brighter next year? The first question right off the bat would be, um, are they getting full sunshine? Uh, the front ones are, the back ones are kind of under a tree. They don't get full sun, sunshine all the time. Okay, so from my experience, Doug, and you, I'm sure you have ideas on this, but from my experience, number one, the more sunshine and neglect the burning bushes get, the better the color. Neglect? Uh, yes, yeah, neglect. Yeah, like stress. Uh, in some parts of the, the country, Barb... Well, there's a limit of stress. I know, but they like <laughs> right. some stress. But the, in some parts of the country, burning bush or Euonymus elatus is considered an invasive plant. Uh, so I find that the ones that are in full sun and and get some stress... For example, Doug, if, if you, it's near a lawn area and you're putting nitrogen on the lawn and the plants are getting plenty of nitrogen, 
I don't think you get as nice a color. Now, does my theory hold or not? Some of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. In other words, maybe you're too nice, Barb. Oh, darn. (laughs) Well, I think it's more location than anything at that point, you know. Uh, Do you notice that the ones that are out in the open get a little bit more color than the ones that are closer to the tree? the ones in the front of the house get more sun and um, a little bit brighter than the ones in the back. Yeah, so this is a process. Fall is a process for trees, and it's a process of shutting down the plant. And so it's not one of those things that just turns the light and they say, hey, you know, the temperature's getting cold, we're done. It's a process. And so uh, the ones that are out in the open have a little bit more stress. They, they notice that the, the days are getting shorter, the temperature's getting cooler, the ones underneath the trees got a little more protection. They don't notice the process as much, and that's why you have the different fall colors. So, okay, um, so there's not, not really a fertilizer or anything like that that's going to make a difference. It, it isn't about feeding, no. In fact, right. it would almost be the opposite. opposite. <laughs> if you feed it too much, it wants to keep growing and keep living and keep green longer. Exactly. So, I so think it's, it's almost happier, so it's it's neglect, like Rick says at that point. But there is a period that too much neglect, you're going to get end up with the yellow foliage, and that's not going to work. And it's going to turn color in June, you know, one of those things. So uh, we don't want that to happen either. So, no. Uh, but you see them out in the middle of nowhere where no one's caring for them, and they're brilliant red. There, and there's a lot of that sun. out by me, yeah. yeah. Old barns and stuff, and they've got huge, just brilliant red ones, but it's poor soil, and it's they're old plants, and it's yeah. full sun. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of those even in the part shade are full sun. Our part shade are good fall color. Uh, it's it's the location, the stress, yeah. So I think uh, some stress in, in that from time to time we prune them hard to rejuvenate them. And uh, we make sure they get as much sun as possible, and we don't pamper them. So okay. give them a good disciplining, Barb, and maybe gotcha. it will turn things around, all right? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. Now is a good time to call 616-774-2424, our number. And coming up after the break, word of the day, word of the day, word of the day. I love words, and I love this word. And I want to share it with you. That's after the break. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. Hey there. Don't operate by the seed of your plants. We're here for you, the Flowerland Show. Join us on uh, Facebook, too, at Flowerland Show. I posted a picture of myself in the studio with Taylor Swift this morning, and uh, thank you for the comments there. And thank you very much, Gail, uh, listening to us in beautiful Southern California, although she says it's not so beautiful in Southern California comparatively to here. Our trees are so gorgeous. They don't get that in Southern California, but thanks for tuning us in on the Flowerland Show. Also on that same post, that Christmas post, uh, Flowerland Show, I posted word of the day there in the comments so that you can take a look at it. And I'm wondering if our listeners have ever heard of this word i don't even know how to pronounce it <laughs> oh but it's your how word do you of the use day. it <laughs> well that's poorly <laughs> poor obviously poorly 
Um, so, uh, uh oh, John has something to say. <laughs> I'm waiting for the word. Oh, okay. Here it comes. So the word, uh, let me give you the spelling first and you guys take a shot at this. It's X Y S T X Y S. Is this an American word or is it a foreign word? I don't know. Cause Sist. an X in China is pronounced sha. Right. So that'd be shiced. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we use that word all the time. Scheist. <laughs> it's that's not new. That's that's why I want to know if it was a foreign word because in China X is pronounced sha. So, so if this is a, if this is a Chinese word, it's scheist. It's scheist. <laughs> it's X Y S T. I was going to say cyst or yist. Yist. The yeah. X is silent, right? Yeah. Like Xavier. I'm not learning or much yet. Or is it a yet. Z? Hey. It's zist. That's it. It's zist. X Y S T. Zist. And the word means word of the day. Word of the day. I zist. Therefore, I am. <laughs> I zist. Therefore, I am. No, the word means it's a noun, and it means a garden walk planted with trees. That is a zist, or as Christie calls it, a scheist. <laughs> <laughs> Zist. Oh, it is Zist. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, engineer, producer, extraordinaire, John Ilk. Why didn't we Play that again, that? John. Let's let's hear that again. Because Zist. It's a Zist, Christy, not Scheist. Zist. <laughs> I asked if it was Chinese. Zist. You don't take a walk through Scheist. <laughs> oh, I do every day. <laughs> okay, so word of the day is Zist. Zist. I exist. And it means what? I exist for these moments. <laughs> a garden walk planted with trees. Okay. That's what it means. Okay. Really, truly. <laughs> so I posted it on Facebook. And for people who want to use this word, uh, familiarize themselves with this word and add to your vocabulary, it is spelled X-Y-S-T. And as John has duly noted, do as John says, not as Christy says. Scheist. Exist. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's so many opportunities in your daily life to use that one. A garden walk planted with trees. A garden walk planted with trees. There we go. Oh, that's good. And there's a restaurant in New York City called that. A Zist? Yes. Really? (laughs) Not a Scheist. Next time we're in New York, Christy, let's go eat at the Scheist. And it's a vegan restaurant. Too. Oh, then they count me out. Yeah. Well, that explains everything. All right, yeah. Exist. <laughs> okay, a garden walk planted with trees. I think we'll. Thanks, uh, Rick. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. Our special Don't know feature. I'm gonna do that. Word of the day. <laughs> All right. Where do we go from here? Let's go to the phone lines. And uh, let's talk to Carol up in beautiful White Cloud. Carol, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fabulous. Well, good. I need to know how to transplant or relocate oriental poppies. They die on me. Yeah, they will. Oh, they will? <laughs> they naturally do that. that yeah. They do that naturally, though. They go oh. dormant. Oh, really? Yeah. Can come back up? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. normally they will. Otherwise, I have taken the seed pods after they've dried and scattered them, right. and about 20 or 30% of the seeds will germinate. Wow, it's I'll not, do that then. Yeah. But, but that, you, that's a fun plant. All of a sudden, right. it's gone. Yeah that, yeah, that is a natural thing that it does. It When we start getting into the heat of the summer, that baby just disappears. And then it comes back. Yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't come back this spring, though. Okay. 
It might not have been Something real might happy. Have yeah. Maybe we cut the main tap off. Well, I'll, well t- I'll tell you. No, cultivation. I'll tell you, yeah, or I'll tell you what happens is you need good drained soil. With you know, so if okay. if they were too wet, or you you have soil, uh, I don't. Do you have clay soil, Carol? No, it's more of a a, a sand beach sand with she puts in um, okay. you know black dirt. But if they were too wet, uh, that will cause the problem. Okay, also. that could be too. But they go dormant in summer, so it looks like they died. Uh, but uh, they should come back in following years. That's one of those plants you almost got to have it out of the irrigated area of your yeah. garden. You know, right. okay. Yeah. And when you do dig them up, two of them take lots and lots of surrounding soil. Yeah, but sand sand really falls, falls apart. Off but easy. that would be the one time you'd want to water it and then move it because at least that would help the sand cling together till you got it moved. That's right. That's right. We will try that, and I appreciate your show, and I love your humor. Thank you very much, Carol. Appreciate that. Thanks. Have a great day up there in beautiful White Cloud. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm already getting the messages on Facebook that an X is a Z. An X <laughs> Not is in China. a Z. Not in China. An X Zist. is S-H in China. Zist. An X is a Z. Remember Whoa. that. And, and that would make sense. Someone who's named uh, Xavier, the X is a Z. It's not Xavier, it's Xavier. Well, I learned I learned this Chinese thing because I deal with a nice lady named Katie Chen when we buy pottery, and I was mispronouncing the name of their company as Wuxi. And she said, what's a Wuxi? I said, your company. She goes, uh, in China, an X is S-H, it's Wuxi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Ignorant American. <laughs> and it's Zist, not Scheist. <laughs> I still think it could be Scheist. <laughs> Let's slip in another call here. Bill in Grand Rapids next. Bill, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Well, good morning to you. Good I'm morning. Formerly from Muskegon. How about those big reds? Hey, yeah. I tell you what, Muskegon and uh, Mona Shores. Did Mona Shores win last they night too? Yes, they did. Yeah. So. Doug's really reluctant to discuss that. I was there. Du- oh, yeah. Doug's a Jenison guy, yeah. and you were there. Yeah. What was yeah. the score of that game, Doug? It was like forty-nine to ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so congratulations, it was a good win. community <laughs> of Muskegon. Woo-hoo. That's great. So what's on your mind, Bill? Well, I want to add to my zist today. <laughs> ah. I have a beautiful little maple tree. Okay. And I have dug a very, very big hole for it, but found nothing but clay from first six inches down. Okay. And wanted to know whether I could supplement or should supplement that hole before I plant. You can plant a tree in clay and be very successful in it, but the key is not to dig a hole and create a bathtub by throwing some good soil in it. Your best bet is to take some amendments like Canadian peat or something like that and work it in 50-50 with the existing soil in the surrounding area. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That the way, surrounding when, area, not the hole itself or the hole too? Well, the hole Both. too, but... Both. But into the surrounding area, what you have to envision is the roots venturing out into the soil profile. Right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And if they're in some kind of soil and then they hit clay, they're going to turn around and come back. Yeep, 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 yeep. Or they're going to go high. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Or go high. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just liberally work in uh, soil amendments with the existing parent soil bill, and then you'll be good. I've been successful in doing that. My parent soil now is just in huge chunks of hard white clay. Yeah, that's, boy, that's difficult. It's that's tough. A, so you got some work ahead of you, Bill. Okay, we'll work at it. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, that does it for that segment of the Flowerland Show. Guess what? Shoot. (laughs) Shoot. Not my shite. (laughs) Another half hour coming up. Who knows what will happen? Our number, 616-774-2424. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Into my smoke. Look what's going on inside you. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. All right, maintain your composture. We're here for you, the Flowerland Show. Going to be a few uh, great weekends here to do some composting in the garden as those beautiful leaves fall off the trees, and uh, we'll talk you through it. Passive lasagna composting, you get that information at thankyouverymulch.com. Just go to the blog. It's there along with my holiday natural window box video. That's posted there also, so take a look at it. Okay, um, so we start the uh, the last half hour of the show here. <clears throat> Thank goodness. And um, <laughs> We've composed ourselves except for Doug. <laughs> Quit laughing. Anyhow, <laughs> if you were with us uh, in the... Previous, uh, <laughs> um, we, we have the smartest listeners in radio and during the news break, Diane called me and, uh, thank you very much, Diane. Diane calls and says, hasn't anybody over there ever heard of the company Xerox? Didn't Xerox go out of business like years ago? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Xerox. Zist. Not to be confused with Z-Rock, because <laughs> if it's too loud, you're too old. <laughs> Anyhow, so there. You, thanks for the call, Diane. I appreciate that. Our number is 616-774-2424 here on the Flowerland Show. Going to give you guys a little excerpt from my book here. Does excerpt start with a Z? <laughs> <laughs> An excerpt. Uh, so go ahead and hit the music there, engineer, producer extraordinaire, John Ilk. Uh, I'm excited because 
daylight savings time. Uh, is uh, isn't it saving? It's saving. You, know me, you said the savings. You pluralized. I got, I got Z on my mind. <laughs> daylight saving time. So we turn the clocks back tonight, right? No, yep. tomorrow, two a.m. Well, whatever. <laughs> One o'clock. Or, when the bar closes, you turn the clocks back. Right. So we turn the clocks back. And uh, in my book, uh, I Just Wet My Plants, I talk about how I always wait for that moment, and here's why. Because when we turn back the clocks, it gets dark early at night, like by 5.30. So on my way home from work, I can pick up bags of leaves from people's curbsides. <laughs> I can deliver them to your home. And uh, I call that, uh, that's when I get into the whole Planta Claus routine. Operation Planta Claus. I pick them up under the cover of darkness with my truck and dash for home to recycle them. It's like Christmas in fall. And, of course, my composting skills were elf-taught. Right? Hmm. We could just have people dump leaves in the nearest park by Pierre Marquette and you go pick them up. (laughs) With a sleigh full of leaves and Planta Claus, too, he would pack up his ride with foliage to haul. Now dash away, dash away. Dash away all. Here comes Planta Claus. Here comes Planta Claus. Right down Planta Claus Lane. I'm I'm excited about this. So bag your leaves and say a prayer, because Planta Claus comes tonight. So if you see me in your front yard, if you see if I see you in my front yard after dark, you better run. <laughs> I'll be there to uh, Christy. Be nice. I'll pick up. I'll be picking up some leaves. It's a great time of the year to compost. Really. They have nutrient value and add tilth to the soil. I, you know, in suburbia, USA, we spend all this time mowing, bagging, tagging, raking, blowing, getting rid of those things. And I'm like, why? Why? You know, it's just like the cows. They can't figure out. Because if you out. don't, there'll be too much. If you leave you six your... inches of heavy, wet leaves on the grass, your lawn is dead. Yeah. <laughs> but use them, in the, uh, use them in the garden. I mean, it's the ideal time for it. 616 616- Seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Um, we're going to do a little research too if Xerox is still around, because <laughs> uh, you did make that comment. Let's play Flowerland uh, phone call roulette. What one do you want there, John? Are oh, you going to pick line two? Okay, let's do line two. Good morning. You are live on the air here on the Flowerland Show. Who is this? This is Andrea from Heart. Andrea from Heart. Andrea. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank wonderful. You. Thank you for calling the Flowerland Show. What's on your mind today? Well, it's from my friend. She's a widow. Okay. And her husband always took care of her roses, and now she has to. And her tea roses always die on her. Oh. She said they have no bugs, but the wood turns black. Yeah, yeah. So what should she do? Now, one of the things, uh, Doug, with tea roses, because they're grafted, um, maybe one of the first best bets and the easiest thing to do would be to mound soil around the base. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of times what people will do is they'll come into the store and they'll get a bag of topsoil or peat moss and they'll actually open it up and dump it right on top of the, the plant, the, gra- the graft. So there's a little bud, it looks like a little swollen thing between the root and the plant itself and that's where you want that protection. Oh, okay. Okay, and so, um, and then a lot of times what people do is leave it a little bit longer and then, because you will have winter die back no matter what. Okay. And, th- and then they'll trim it hard come spring, back where the green tissue is. Okay. 
trim hard. Okay, now how hard do you how back, much do you back trim to, off? Yeah, back to the green tissue. Some people go six eight inches. You know, because at that okay. point you don't want a lot of stem. You like to see foliage start low. Okay. So uh, that usually works with hybrid teas to cover that graft, give them that extra insulation for the winter, and then next spring you'll peel that back, pull that back, um, and then you know. Th- the ground's been using that peat moss or that cow manure or topsoil, you know, to enrich the soil around the plant all winter long. So okay. it's really beneficial for both. Okay. How how much of a mound do you have to have? Yeah, you want you want to go like six inches above that graft if you can. So like a oh. forty pound bag of topsoil is really good. It's a good size to use. The okay. key is that graft, yeah. that knobby part at the base, and that's what we're going to try to protect. Okay, that's temperature sensitive. That's the weakest the part of that. Yep. Okay, that sounds good. And right. that should do it then, huh? Should work for you, as long as it's healthy going into winter. You know, I okay. mean, yep. sometimes our plants are really sick and they're already halfway there. A lot of the hardiness is gone when you see a lot of leaves that have fallen from black spot or other things. But if it's been good and healthy all summer long, it, it'll probably make through well. Oh, okay. So yep. she should do that right now then. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime. We love Thanksgiving. We use Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, as a, we use that as a reference a lot. Yeah, because we think plants are still shutting down. Now, it might be a little different in her yard, but as a rule, we want we want that plant to shut down as natural as possible. And if we oh. go out there and look at roses, there's a lot of roses with flowers on them, a lot of leaves, a lot of green leaves, and so they're not really shutting down yet. Okay. If you can wait, I would rather wait. We know sometimes there's just not, you can't, you, you're off to Florida or wherever you got to do, do what you got to do, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. We're off to Florida? We're off to Florida after this winter memo. prediction, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go to Florida. Florida. You don't get to go because you predicted wrong. <laughs> Especially after that winter weather forecast. Thank you very much for your call. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you very much. All right. Have Bye. a good one. Uh, let's talk to Doug here next on a mobile phone. Doug, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning, all. Uh, a couple questions. So, first of all, maple leaves in a, in a vegetable garden. You probably have covered this a thousand times, but is that good to do? Absolutely. Yes. I love maple leaves. They, you made his day. They break down well, especially if you grind them up. Uh, they, they're they ideal. Okay, perfect. And then, uh, or just till them in. Does that work too? Yeah, you, that's what you do. I, I grind them up and then till them in. If you don't uh, grind them up, you can just put them in the ground that way too. It just takes longer to break up. Yeah. I remember as a kid, uh, my dad doing that in, in during the month of November, trench after trench after trench, working the maple leaves in. Although he had a lot of Chinese elms, too. (laughs) They were... uh, (laughs) You did a lot of weeding in spring. Just forget it. Uh, So what was your other question, Doug? Um, So up by the grayling area, um, red oak area, there's a lot of sandy soil and a wonderful acorn crop this year. Just tremendous. Oh, wow. Can I I take some? There's so many. They're they're sprouting right on the ground trying to find a way in. Yes. Um, Little one- and two-inch sprouts all over them. Can I pull those? Can I take some of those down here to the Caledonia area in uh, pretty pretty hard soil, clay soil? But can they get those to grow down here? Do you think, like white oak? You could probably get them to For grow, sure. although they uh, they do prefer that sandy type soil. Uh, they'll but, be slow out of the gate and they won't grow real fast, but they'll they'll grow. Yeah, because out where I live, uh, the well, the squirrels do and the all men the first, you know, men yeah. the ground. Yeah. So you how far do I, down do I? Do I put them in, and, and what do I mix in there? To, just like clay just like bit. with the other caller, Doug, when you're working with clay soil, don't dig a hole and throw some good soil in it. Take some soil amendments like peat moss 
and uh, and maybe some of the leaves coming off the trees. And mix that it with the existing up. soil. Yep, organic material and mix it 50-50 with the existing soil surrounding the area, and that will make the difference for you. Okay. Okay? Easy enough. All, All right. right. How far do I put them? So it depends what's, what state they're in, but as a rule, it's just like they're growing up north. You're probably they're in better Michigan. off. <laughs> they're in Michigan. Grayling. <laughs> yeah. The state they're in. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. So what state? So pretty there? shallow. We're just right, right. Exactly. And that's how you're going to Because them. they're already doing it up there. You want to continue to do it down the same thing, you know. Um, you don't want to go that too deep sense. on those. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Thank you Thanks very all. much. I just was trying to. Do you know to, where Grayling is? I was trying to help. <laughs> do you have a clue? I've been to Grayling. I've been to Grayling a number of times. I know where Grayling is. 616. Oh, we found one. That's one he knows. 2424. Let's talk to, uh, I believe it's Mark. There, John, on line one. Mark, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning. Let's talk about some oaks that are in Michigan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have several of them that I want to transplant, and I was wondering when's the best time of year to do that. Right now would be a great time, in my opinion, uh, because, you know, you're going into a dormant season. There's no stress on the tree. It's not trying to grow, and the soil's warm enough, so... It can establish some roots. We don't have to worry about the sudden oak death. How how big are they? They range from fifteen to twenty five foot. Wow! Whoa! Hope you got a big tree spade and a you lot of guys. <laughs> how how are you going to do this, Mark? With a tree spade. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Then I would say yes. It's a it's a good time to do it. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. Six one six. Seven seven four twenty four twenty four. Our number guess, here on the flower land. Guess so. what? Not what? only is Xerox still in business, apparently do about ten billion dollars worth of business a year. <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> and their Twitter account so, tweeted four hours ago. Wow. So, so were they, you, you wrong then? About what? You were wrong. <laughs> no, I asked if they were still in business. Oh, I didn't say wow. they weren't. I just asked. So there is a company that exists. <laughs> there <right>? you go. <laughs> We'll take a break on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. Final segment, 616-774-2424. Two fun guys in a crackpot on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 at 106.9 FM. All right, if this show gets your stump of approval, then uh, share it with friends and neighbors. The podcast, you can get it at woodradio.com or at myflowerland.com. Podcasts right there to share with friends and neighbors. Also a reminder, time to think outside the box. Natural Christmas window boxes. I'll show you how with a video there at thankyouverymulch.com. It's also at myflowerland.com. Check it out. Think outside the box. Natural Christmas Window boxes, now's the time to do that. Uh, all right, Rick Doug Christie here on your Saturday morning. We're about to fly out on Air Florist One. Michigan football coming up on Wood Radio, I think, at 3 o'clock today. Michigan and Penn State. The boys State. are ranked number five. Yep, 2.30 pregame, 3.45 kick. All right, 2.30 pregame here on Wood Radio. Let's uh, let's talk to Betty in Spring Lake. Betty, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Betty. Hello, Betty. Are you there? 
let's let's put Betty on hold here and let's try Bernie in Nuevo. Bernie, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Yeah, I, I bought it 90 acres in uh, for hunting in Nuevo County. What's the best crop I can plant on there? Well, there there's are, several things. Yeah. Um, uh, brassicas, clover, turnips. That soil up there's not real great. So those would be your best bets because those will thrive in poorer soils. But you can plant what? sorghum, you can plant corn, you can plant fruit trees. Alfalfa. Clover? Pardon? Clover? Clover would be great. Clover? Yeah. What, clo- about, what about rye? Uh, the problem with rye is most of those aren't, aren't most of the rye that are going to form seed heads aren't permanent. So you're going to have to keep replanting and replanting where clover right. will keep propagating itself. Oh, it'll keep redoing itself. Okay. And the deer uh, are going to be inclined to eat anything foliated versus Correct. a grassy okay. type of plant. Got, and I, I can tell you that from my, hello, I can tell yeah. you that from my landscape that, uh, yeah. you know, essentially what I would do is just take, hostas. take, yeah, <laughs> take my landscape, hostas and tulips, and you're going to draw deer from far and wide. Let me tell you, uh, no question about it. Thanks for your call, Bernie. Let's talk to Tom here next. Tom, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. What's going on? Well, I have uh, 40 acres just north of White Cloud, and we have multiple wild cherry trees. Okay. There's a couple of them in the yard that we've kept because they're nice shade. But the couple of them uh, bleed sap at various times. Oh, yeah. Uh, The one closest to the house just quantities and i'm wondering is that thick, you know, tree thick or what's the problem you're probably looking at a bore issue that's what i had with my wild cherry trees a bore issue. yeah it's an insect that is lays it? its yeah. its eggs underneath the bark the little There's a wound of some kind right the larva goes up travels up and down through the tree and you get oozing sap i've had trees that have been doing this for eight nine years they're still not dead <laughs> ah um, if it, okay. if the ones in your yard, if you're really concerned about them, you can use one of the tree drenches that go down through the root system and up into the tree, and it'll it'll knock them out and take care of them. But of course, the wild ones out in the woods that wouldn't be feasible to do. But if the two in the front yard that are providing shade, you know, if you really want to keep those in good health, you could treat those. Yeah, there's two okay. different things that you deal with. One is a borer, as mm-hmm. you said, and, and interestingly enough, I was reading a peach tree borer loves cherry trees. Talk about messed up. The other thing is uh, canker disease, and that will cause sap oozing from cherry trees also. It's pretty common. Yeah, most most oh, of yeah. the ones that I've examined look like somebody took an ink pen and poked a hole, and that's a bore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Thanks for your call, Tom. Appreciate that. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks, Doug, Christy, John Ilk, and uh, most of all to you, our entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain for helping us spell, speak, And just have good all-around clean fun. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week here on the Flowerland Show. See you Friday night at the party. See you. You can't go. All the plants are going to die. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.